Do you want to know where you are in your leadership development journey and where to focus your attention in the future to get better results? Well, if the answer is yes, I would like to invite you to take my free world-class leadership assessment today and get an instant score of your current leadership level. By taking this new and fact-based assessment, you will be able to score your current leadership level against the world-class leaders as well as the five core areas of leaderships. Over the years, I've worked with the hundreds of professionals around the world and across all industries to help them achieve their leadership goals. So thanks to this work and the data, I have developed a solid assessment that you can take today. Now, the assessment is quick. It will just take 5-10 minutes and you will get an instant feedback and report received in your inbox. So, are you ready to know where you are? Take the free assessment today at www.andreapetrone.com assessment. And now, it's about time for a new episode. Welcome to the World Class Leader Show. This is the one and only podcast for ambitious and high achievers, professionals who want to become world-class leaders. In this podcast, we deconstruct the success of high-performance leaders, share their stories, and teach the most effective strategies to move from average to greatness. This is your host, Andrea Petroni, a high-performance and leadership advisor, executive coach, and keynote speaker with more than 20 years of international and executive corporate experience. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of the World Class Leader Show. <clears throat> First of all, let me apologize for, for my voice, because it's not as good as it's supposed to be. So I'm a little bit under the weather, but <clears throat> that doesn't stop me to record a new episode. Uh, and today, the topic is something that came up a few times in the last few weeks, actually, talking to people in a very senior leadership position. And I thought that that's something interesting maybe to share with all the audience because if many people have the same problem, probably many people want to hear some potential solution. So here's the thing. When we lead uh, teams, we always are in a situation where we need to help them, right? But at the same time, we want to empower them. So that's the balance I'm talking about. It's a really fine balance. So we have to find a way to make sure that we support our people, but at the same time, we let them become a better version of themselves so they can grow and develop in the organization, right? So that is a very difficult balance to find. So let's evaluate the two different scenarios. So the first scenario is we have this sort of leadership style that um, forces us maybe to push too much. So in other words, what I'm saying is we tend to spend a lot of time with our team, giving directions, giving solutions, try to help them, trying to assist them, trying to be uh, always available for them whenever they need it, right? So this feeling of a sort of paternal feeling, right? Where you really want to help them, to succeed. But here's the problem. 
on the other side of the table, employees might see you in a different way. Because probably, without even thinking sometimes, you are micromanaging them. Because you're telling what to do, what they don't need to do, what steps they need to take. So in other words, is stepping into, into the world, right? So that is feeling of micromanagement. And again, m many leaders, they don't feel that. They don't actually, um, they are not aware of that feeling actually that builds in people. Another potential issue is people, they start feeling maybe not trusted. And maybe you trust them, but not at the level that they want to be trusted. Maybe they want more. Maybe, maybe they want to have more freedom. They, they want to have more autonomy. And maybe you are an obstacle to that. Okay? The other thing is, um, when you're giving too much, too much support, maybe they feel like they are needy, right? Because you, you have to be there all the time. And again, they don't want to feel in that way, right? Who wants really to, be, to feel needy and look needy in front of others, especially with your manager, right? So that's another potential complication. But most importantly, in my opinion, is they never grow. And they never develop strategic thinking because as long as there is someone else that is thinking on their behalf, they're taking, making decisions on their behalf, you know, what's the point of developing strategic thinking? So we need to be very careful of how we lead, of course, our team, right? And, uh, you know, and, and, and of course, at the end of the day, what's going to happen is you're, you're not really empowering them because they're not really able to do much without you. So there is always this constant presence of you on their business lives. And uh, there is one thing, honestly, I want to add as well to this. This idea of giving too much, be always there, available 24-7, um, also make yourself essential, unique, impossible to replace. Here's the thing, is uh, really a double-edged word because for many, actually, being essential sounds a great idea because I'm essential. My team can't stay without me, can't live without me. I have to be here. So, you know, nobody, nobody can replace me. So I will have really a longer term future career in this organization. So this specific thought, I think, is very dangerous. So if you feeling this way, I strongly urge you to change your mind because nobody is really essential in an organization and having this sort of control of your team is not going to make you essential anyway. So that is a very, very important point to make. So I want to make sure that you are not feeling that way because you can become essential for organization based on the results that you produce and you have the organization to generate, not by over controlling your team and what they do, okay? So that's essentially scenario number one. Scenario number two is on the other side of this conversation. So is when actually leaders, they don't give too much support to their people, they're distant, they don't give much direction. So essentially they are, they're not there, they're not there for them, right? So when this is too much, essentially what, is going to happen is people, they start to feel lost or completely disconnected. They don't have directions. They don't see their leaders. They don't get support when they need it. So you can imagine the feeling of being lost in organizations, especially when you have problems or challenges to, to face and you don't have really much support. 
but also as a, as a consequence of that, clearly they're going to lose motivation, right? They're going to lose motivation and also an engagement because said, okay, what well, is this the company I want to work for? Is that kind of a leader I want to work for? Is never there for me. Every time I need him, is always busy. Is not doesn't give me any attention. So of course, motivation engagement go down, right? So that's super important. It also, from a result standpoint, what normally happens is when the leaders disappear, people do things in their own way, which is understandable, right? But, you know, sometimes they make the leaders completely unhappy because the results are very different than what they expect, right? So I've seen a lot of nasty conversation between the leader and their team say, well, you know, these are the results that you produced are not what I was expecting, on the other side, employees say, well, you never really told me what you expected. So that very complicated relationship, honestly, is not very good at all for building high-performance teams, a great relationship at work. So there is all this element too. <clears throat> Another thing is, and of course, everyone goes then on a different direction because when there are no, there is no clarity on expectations and how to do things and then what results need to be achieved, everyone goes, you know, on a direction based on the personal experience. Um, and, and of course, you know, that, that's the result, right? And finally, I think uh, what normally I see is what I call a chaotic delegation, where essentially you delegate not because you're empowering people, but you delegate because you don't want to be involved. And what happens is people, they, you know, they are delegated to do something and they have no clue of what needs to be done. So think about how many times that happened to you, right? So you are there and you really want to find this fine balance between being too pushy and being too distant, right? That is an incredible equilibrium. We need to find this balance. But it's difficult because, you know, sometimes you want to do more, but you don't know whether it's the right time or doing or not. Some other times you want to empower more your people, but you're not, you're not sure whether it's a good time, actually, a good choice to let it go or maybe stay a little bit closer to the team. But, hey, when you find this balance, everything changes. I can tell you how many times I've seen leaders change completely when they found that balance. So that is key. That is key for success. But how can we do it, right? So I'm going to share with you some specific steps to take. But in general, I would like to say that... Uh, the key is really like dancing in the moment. So understanding when there's the right time to step, you know, one side or on the other side of this fine balance. But you have to stay there. You have to be really close to the equilibrium. So that is, I know you're probably thinking, okay, Andrea, but I understand how can I do it? So let's see what you can do. But essentially that is the overarching concept about fine balance is really, again, dancing in the moment. So, but let's see what is my personal suggestion based on experience. Number one, so step number one is set a specific goal for the individual or the team, which is really challenging, but still doable. So as a rule of thumb, let's say the challenge has to be 20-25% level higher than their current skill level. And actually, even better, give them a challenge that is going to make maybe a huge impact on the general performance of your team or the organization, maybe um, the effectiveness <coughs> of what you're doing, maybe on cost saving, maybe on revenues. But that is key. 
So it has to be an important challenge. And also has to be, again, the level has to be higher than the current skill level of the team. That's how people learn. That's how people get empowered. So they need to work in a higher challenge level. All right? So that's step number one. Number two, clarify your expectations in terms also of communication of progress, reporting, what will be the rules of the game between you and the person or individual. For example, when we meet, how we meet, how long we're going to stay, what we need to cover in the meeting, what kind of support I'm going to give you. So what are the behaviors that you expect from the team and what the behavior the team expects from you. So these are essentially how you're going to play together. I mean, rules of the game, they're applicable, honestly, for any team's work. But when it comes to empowering them, finding the balance, you have to set these rules very early in the process because later there's going to be, again, a problem in terms of expectation because someone's going to say, oh, I expected that you check my work. Or you might say, well, I expected that you complete the work and then you submitted a final revision, not just, you know, one of the many drafts. So you have to decide how you want to play together and how you're going to communicate progress together. That's super important, okay? So we said step number one, <clears throat> specific goals, challenge level, normally 20, 25% higher than the current skill level. Number two, clarify your expectation also in terms of progress, reporting, and the rules of the game. And then what? Then give them the tools they need to start, but stop there, right? So let them explore other options as they go. Because that's critical, because if you start giving too much, all the tools, all the steps, all the processes, all information, all the clues that you have, essentially what's the point, right? So there's no empowerment there. So give them just enough the tools they need to start. And then they need to figure out themselves. <clears throat> so that's step number three. Number four, now that they started to work on it, of course, give them full autonomy, right? But that doesn't mean they are isolated. So when you meet them for progress, as point two, if you remember, decide how many times you're going to meet, when to meet, how you're going to communicate progress, and all that stuff, right? So, but when you meet them for progress, coach them and not give them directions, right? So that's critical. So that's what I would like to see more in leaders. Instead of saying, oh, you know, you, you did everything wrong or you, you need to go there, you need to take this other decision, you need to take this other direction, really coach them as really good coaches do. So by asking, how can I help you to get this? What's going to be the impact of what you have done so far on? So ask them questions to help them to clarify their work, to develop strategic thinking, to find different solutions, maybe different options. So discuss with them the options, but don't give direction. But that's what they expect. That's wonderful if you do it. If you do it correctly, that's how essentially you empower them. But you're still there. You're still there supporting them, uh, giving, you know, all the assistance they, they're looking for. And also giving uh, the mental positive um, uh, support that is what they're looking for. They're also looking for that, right? And finally... Of course, you know, keep monitoring and have more frequent touch points. So make sure that, you know, it's not just 
one-time conversation that you they need to have the same support for you it could be i don't know twice per week it could be weekly but that level of conversation has to happen all the time and finally end the process with a self-reflective meeting or conversation and that is important it could be individual it could be as well as a team you know you can have maybe after a month after three months or whatever have a time to discuss all together maybe if we think about a team and say what did we learn through this process what did we do good what we could have done differently and why you know, what can be another option for the future what can we do in the future differently to have a better results right so this question sounds really honestly many leaders maybe think that these are just stupid questions but these questions really help people to build their own self-awareness and you as a leader you want to build future leaders that have self-awareness as a major skill set so critical so guys so these essentially the steps are very practical trying myself i do with my clients i did in my you know in my corporate career that's how he works so if you really want to find that balance to make sure that you support them but also empower them at the same time you have to go through this process it's not painful it's not it's not going to take you more energy than what you're already taking actually probably less because you need to spend less time helping them by giving direction but you need to spend more valuable time in supporting them and listening and helping to get clarity on what they're doing as this is a very interesting topic i really would like to hear from you understanding what you think about this so please send me any comments either uh, on linkedin or you can send me via email at andrea at andrea you can find anyway these links on the show notes and um, and by the way if you like what we shared i strongly recommend actually to leave a review because you know as a podcaster we live with reviews so the only way for our episode and our podcast to grow is by having positive reviews so i appreciate that and also sharing with your friends and colleagues if you think that might be interesting and final note i normally um, summarize the findings of each episode even the ones with the guest uh, on my website and i write every thursday a very interesting uh, short summary about what we share so if you don't want to miss that and you prefer uh, reading i strongly recommend going to my website www.andreapetrone.com blog you can subscribe there i'm not sending any sales thing just big good insights of my experience with the podcast and my work with clients so thank you so much for listening to this episode and i look forward to see you next time